Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Hello, All Rat Nation. This is Dan Bird on Sunday. Uh, Zuber is out of the country, so again, I'm flying solo. Uh, I want to just do a brief overview and summary of the week and talk about what happened and what might be coming up soon. Uh, I did a uh, video earlier in the week right after um, January ended, and I kind of want to start there. So I'm going to share my screen. And we'll take a look at the uh, January barometer. So as you can see, for those that have been listening, January barometer is something that is done by Stock Traders Almanac, which does research on market statistics going back till 1950, so 74 years roughly. And what they have determined was there's an 84% chance that the year will end up based on what January does. So the January barometer is made up of three components, which you see here, the Santa rally, which was up 0.8%, first five trading days of January, which was up 1.4%. And then the full month, which just ended last week is up 6.8%. So all of these were positive, which is very, very good. Uh, what that means is there's a really good chance that we will end positive for the year. And let me show you an analysis of all of the Januaries and where 2023 fits in. So 2023 is actually number nine out of 74 years, which is pretty good. It's the best January since 2019, which you can see up here was number four. Uh, we don't know the rest of this yet, but if we extrapolate what the average has been, and this is in the first quadrant. So these are divided into four quadrants, very bullish, bullish, bearish, and very bearish. And you can see how red it gets as we get towards the very bearish. But they're divided into about 18 or 19 years in each quadrant. And this year, 2023, ends up in quadrant one. In fact, it's number nine out of 74 years. So that's very positive. Quadrant one has, on average, ended the year. So from February to December, the rest of the year has ended 15% or higher on average. So if we calculate 15% based on the low, which was 34.91, that would put us at about 4,700 for the year. And I'm going to show you what that looks like on a chart here in a second. So that's all very positive. The January barometer ended up really well. Uh, we'll see how it pans out. Now, none of this is a guarantee, of course. And I am not a financial advisor, so I'm not giving you recommendations on what to buy or sell. I don't know what your risk tolerance is. This is mostly for educational purposes. But if you'll take a look at what the S&P looks like right now and what the January barometer looked like. So we finally broke out of 4,100, which is an area that we needed to get above in order to, to create a higher high. We have not had a higher high all year since the beginning of this downtrend. We now have one. So it closed above 4,100, which was above the previous high. So that created a higher high. We already had a higher low, 
which you can see right here. So the low was here in October, 3491. We have a higher low here. Now we have a higher high, which means that the downtrend is over. We are now in a new uptrend. So the market should continue higher through the rest of the year. However, it's important to understand that that doesn't mean it's going straight up. In fact, it's had quite a, quite a good run, so it needs to actually come back. It would be healthy for it to retrace some of that. And the reversion to the mean is at about 21-day moving average, which is that blue line right there. And this image right here, this candle, is a, it's called a gravestone doji, which I included in my, my newsletter this week. Let me show you for those that are interested, if you'd like to participate in my newsletter, I send this out every Saturday. You'll get a Saturday or Sunday. Just send me an email to breakpointtrading at gmail.com. There's no charge for it. I can add you to the list. And if you ever want to be taken off, just send me a note and I'll remove you. That's no big deal. Um, and I put little cartoons like this in there too. <clears throat> so right now we can start buying the dips, but you have to wait for a dip. So it, I'm not recommending buying this next week because I think the market's going to probably retrace. We had non-farm payrolls last week, which blew away the number. You can see right here, and I put these in every week, what the upcoming calendar looks like. So they were expecting 185,000 declining from the previous month. We ended up with 517,000. That number looks a little suspect to me because conveniently it comes just before the um, Biden speech in front of Congress, um, his annual report. The unemployment rate, though, dropped to 3.4%, which is really, really very low. I'll show you something on that in a second. But if you'd like to get the newsletter, just send me an email to breakpointtrading at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to put you on the list. In my newsletter, um, one of the things that I mentioned was that the Gravestone Doji, which is right here, and if, uh, for those that may not realize this, that do get the newsletter, I sometimes put links in there to explain some of the things that I talk about. So I put a link into in there to the Gravestone Doji, which you can see right here. I just showed you that. Gravestone Doji, Doji if I click on that, it takes me to Investopedia, explains what a Gravestone Doji is. It is a reversal pattern, bearish reversal pattern. Um, so many times the market, it's, it's an indication or a warning sign that the market might be reversing. So it says Gravestone Doji, Doji implies that a bearish reversal is coming. So it's just something to notice. Now it needs confirmation. Any candle like that needs confirmation uh, on the next, the next day. So we're going to be watching for that on Monday. But I expect the market to come down, probably down to the 21-day moving average, which is at 40.20 roughly right now. Um, it could go even further below that. But that actually would be healthy for the market. And that's what I mean by looking for a viable dip. So if it does get down here and then starts back up, you don't just buy it just because it hits here because it could just keep going through. But if it does start to go back up again, then it might be time to get back in. This is a long-term view of uh, the S&P and it really highlights what I just said about getting a, a higher high. You can see here, this goes all the way back. This is a weekly chart. So even on the weekly, the weekly actually closed above the 4,100 level. You can see here at 4,200, it is right in the exact middle of the range. 
from the high back in the end of last year to the low, the COVID crash low back here, 4,200 is the exact, uh, actually it's uh, 40, I'm sorry, 3,500 is the exact middle. And that's exactly where the market came to, 3,491, that's the middle. This is a halfway point between that low and the previous high. So this is a halfway point for, for all of this downtrend that we've just experienced through this year. 4,200 is the exact middle of that downtrend. So we'd like to get above that 4,200. We got right to it and started to retrace, but we did close above the 4,100 level or above this previous high, which makes it a new higher high, which is very healthy for the market. Uh, this is a closer view on a daily chart. Again, you can see here, um, the, the market is extended. So anytime you're using a moving average like the 21 day, which we're looking at here, if the trend gets well above that trend line or that moving average, and this, this applies to anything, not just the stock market, but anything you use a moving average with, if it gets well above that particular area, it has a tendency to revert to the mean or come back to that moving average. Now, there's a couple of ways that can happen. Either it goes way up like it did right here back in August, way above the 21 day, and then reverts to the mean and goes well below it, keeps on going and continues on down. Or like it did right here, it, it goes up above that 21, but the 21 keeps moving higher. So actually the 21 comes up and kind of meets the price up here. Now, in this case, it dropped back down and created that higher low which was good, and then it's continuing on up. But I expect this to come back down around the 4,000 area, so be careful of that. Doesn't mean it has to, but I expect that it will. This one here is, uh, these are called Keltner channels. And the reason I bring this up, this is the S&P again. This is on a daily chart. The reason I show this is the dark gray in the middle is one average true range, or ATR. So the average range that the stock or this index usually trades in, in one day, is in that in that gray area right there. So that's the mean. That's where we'll revert to eventually. You can see where it comes back. When it goes below it, it comes back up. When it goes above it, it comes back down. The next greener area up here is two times the average true range. So that's the average daily range times two. So that's very extended when it gets there. The the Lighter gray up here is three times. It very rarely gets up that high. You can, you can go all the way back here and see, we're just barely made it that high, except for way back here in August, when we had that big run up, it went up into that area. And that's usually where it will start to revert back to the mean. That's why I think we will continue down. There's the gravestone doji right there. That's why I think that we will continue back down to the 21 day moving average at about 4020 or roughly 4,000. And then we'll see what happens. We'll see if it decides to continue and crash right through it, just like it did the previous times. But I think because we've made a higher high and a higher low, I think we are now ending the downtrend and starting a new uptrend. But expect this to continue to come down. So I would wait until it gets down in here and see if it starts to trend back up again before buying anything. So I want to talk about some a couple of sectors or industry groups that have been showing a lot of strength lately. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago with software and semiconductors in particular, but I wanna highlight that and really show what those look like right now. Semiconductors have been really beat up through the year. 
And you can see here, this is this goes back to 2020. This is the COVID crash way back here on the left. You can see how they just ran up and this is a 21 day and a 50 day, the blue and the red lines. And then the 200 is the dashed gray line down here. So you can see how it ran up really nicely from the COVID crash all the way to the high at the end of 21. And then the blue line, the 21 went through the red line and for the most part has stayed below it except for in August where we had that big rally and then it went back below it again. Now we came above it here in November and then the beginning of January, we came back and touched it and then started back up again. So that's very positive. It's, it's a different look. So things have changed now. And we're now back above the 200 day moving average as well, which is very positive too. So semiconductors are looking really good right now. Uh, again, you have to be careful because it's very well extended and these could easily come back down to the 21 day, but it looks like a new trend has developed on semiconductors. Here's a closer look of semiconductors. This is a daily chart, a uh, closer look of just the last six months. And you can see here how it's it's run up very nicely. The eight day has crossed the, crossed the 21 day and it's up again, starting to come back down the same gravestone doji that we saw on the S&P is apparent here on the uh, semiconductors. So it's very positive. I think uh, these really need to lead. These are growth stocks, so really need to lead the, the uh, market higher. But expect to see a little retracement before it starts to go back up again. That might be a good time to get in, good time to buy the dip. Let's look at software. Software is just beginning its run, I think. So the, the price itself has gone above the 200-day moving average, but the 21 and the 50 have not yet. As opposed to uh, semiconductors, you can see where the 21 and the 50 have already gone above their 200-day moving averages. But if we look here on software, uh, it's just beginning to it just beginning its run. Again, it probably will retrace it as well and come back down first. But software stocks are some that you might want to start looking at. So that's what it looks like. Software actually had a little bit more of a sell-off on Friday than semiconductors did, but it looks very similar. I'm expecting this to come back down and then as a, if, it, if it turns around and starts back up, might be a good time to buy the dip. And then finally, autos. Autos may just be, be beginning their run. However, they're well below their 200-day moving average still. And if you kind of draw a line, mentally draw a line, I can actually annotate this. This is using stock charts, by the way. I can annotate this and draw a line across these tops right here. You can see where it needs to get to, to actually have a breakout. But it looks like it's trying to do that. It looks like it's trying to come back up and maybe have a breakout right there above that line or above the 200 day. So autos are another one to keep an eye on. Now autos have been doing really well, especially with um, Tesla having great earnings and really taking off. But again, it's very extended. You see the, the RSI is above 70. That's usually overbought. That's the time that things will start to roll over. Um, so again, this one will probably come back down to its 21 day, just like the other ones did. So in general, the uh, I think the market is ready to start climbing higher. I talked about that in my newsletter that I just sent out. Uh, I think the downtrend is over. Here's some 
I, I showed these on Wednesday, so I won't show these again, but these are from Stock Traders Almanac, which shows where we are in the four-year cycle. And we're right now in the sweet spot and it looks like we are going to be continuing higher. Um, this one here is really interesting because this shows these two here is the first term pre-election year, first term president pre-election year, which is this year. And then the pre-election after a midterm bear, which we just had a midterm bear. So these two are where we are right now. You can see these are the blue and the green ones. So if you follow the blue and the green ones up from January and the purple is where we are right now, we're actually a little bit ahead of these uh, averages for the last 75 years. We're a little bit ahead of it. So that looks also looks really positive for this year. So I think the rest of this year is probably going to be pretty good. The last thing that I wanna show, and then we'll end it for today is something that I put in the newsletter. And actually when I, I go back to the newsletter and I put these in here because it was a, an article in uh, VectorVest. So this is the VectorVest view. VectorVest also is, is right near it, at a top as well. They're showing that it could be topping, but they talked about the AI stocks and they actually put together a watch list of AI stocks, which I then went to VectorVest and created that watch list for myself and included it in the newsletter. So you can see all the stocks separated by industry, so or sector rather, software, internet, ETF, electronic computer. And then what I did was I transferred that over to, I just did an export and an import into stock charts, transferred those same names into stock charts just to see what I could see over here. And there's this one here had the best run on Friday. And if we look at the chart, we can see what that looks like on Friday. You can see it's really starting to take off right now. Now it's been it's been really down here at the lows. There are probably a lot of shorts in this one. So this could be short covering or a short squeeze going on right here. But being in that same industry group is also really positive when there's a short squeeze. So there's lots of different ways you can look at it once it's in stock charts. Um, you can see AI, C3.AI Inc, which was uh, started by an ex Oracle guy. Uh, that one is taking off as well. Look at that, huge run up there. That one might be a little too overextended, but these are good ones to watch again for a pullback to buy the dip. So these are AI stocks that all look really good. I could uh, sort these by industry if I wanted to. So then I can see semiconductors right here. There's Nvidia, Nvidia is, is an AI stock. Software I think are the, are the interesting ones in the AI space. So these are the software stocks, Oracle, Dynatrace, of course, these have these are not pure AI. These do a lot of other things as well. But uh, AI, C3.AI is a pure AI stock. And the UiPath is an interesting one. So this is just, just a different way to look at it. You can look at it based on um, a relative score. So this is a relative technical score the stock charts allows. That's what I was just looking at previously. And it just so happens that the two with the highest scores are also the two that have the, the greatest runs on Friday. And then we can go down here and look at this one, InnoData, Computer Services, and see what that one looked like on Friday. And you can see, again, this had a great run as well. I mean, this all looks like short squeeze, short covering to me, but it still could have more of a run. So those are interesting ones to look at. 
but I just wanted to show you some ways that I that I look at things. I I noticed uh, interesting ideas that I got from VectorVest, and then I transferred all these over into a spreadsheet, and then transferred them into stock charts, so that I could slice and dice it any way that I want. Again, not a recommendation to buy anything, just an idea for educational purposes, things you might want to look at, and then apply it to your own risk tolerance and see what you want to do. So that's pretty much all I have for today, for Sunday. I, I probably will do another one of these since I'm doing it on my own um, without Zuber. Probably do another one on Wednesday in the middle of the week, and especially if something interesting happens during the week. I'll put, an, uh, I'll put a video out there, and just let everybody know what I'm seeing. So I hope that was useful or interesting. If you if you would like to join my newsletter, just send me an email to breakpointtrading at gmail.com. And I'll send you this week's newsletter, and then I'll add you for next week or each week after that. So I hope uh, that was useful and interesting and educational for you. Hope you have a great week trading. And I will talk to you sometime in the middle of the week. Thanks.